You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of birth pains. Then you will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. And you will be hated by all nations because of me. What you are about to hear is real. The prophets wrote of a time when the signs of the end would be seen. This is where Bible prophecy and current events collide. This is Unsealed. All right, friends. Uh, yes, indeed. Welcome uh, to the Unsealed program today. It is Thursday, 26th of August, and um, I welcome you. Uh, we are doing a live stream on video right now as well uh, as the audio. So um, please subscribe on uh, the Apple Podcasts or Google or uh, whatever else, Spotify, whatever else you want to get your podcasts on. Um, please, more than anything, share this program, whether it be video or podcast format, uh, with all your friends. And um, it's really important that you give as well. So go to uh, unsealedpodcast.com. Share that all the episodes we've ever done the past two years or uh, two years uh, are there, uh, as well as the give button to give whatever the Lord lays on your heart. We do need that because this is not free to bring to you. Okay, <clears throat> uh, let's talk about this. Uh, what a, appeared to me, I love when new things pop out in the Word of God, right? Hopefully, we're all reading it every single day. We're all praying to our Father every single day. We are all listening to His responses. And um, many times, He'll speak to us as we are reading His Word we call the Bible. And um, I think He's trying to do that here. So let's look at Nehemiah. Nehemiah, you say, what in the world? What is prophetic uh, war preparation about that? And that's what it's very much about. Um, the entire book, we're going to look at chapter 6 here right now. But the entire book of Nehemiah really uh, is laying out a um, context, a pattern, um, revelation of what the last days will look like, especially in Israel against the Jewish people, and that is one level of it. There's no doubt. It 1,000% applies uh, in that context in that way. Um, also, I think we are right to look at it in a spiritual way on top of that, okay? On top of that, in terms of spiritual warfare, because we know, uh, said it a thousand times here from anywhere who listens, whether it's un, uh, Unsealed Podcast or End Time Church or Iron Faith Fellowship, Wings of the Eagle, anything uh, that I'm involved with at all, physical war is not what God has called you to. Physical resistance is not the Holy Spirit speaking. It's another spirit, or it's you, your flesh. Uh, this is not what we're talking about, okay? Probably lost half the, half the listeners right there. Well, good. I mean, honestly. It's too bad that we think that way at all. Um, but anyway, look at Nehemiah, and you'll see several places where 
the uh, opposition to rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem takes a violent turn. Okay. Um, and it's all about the, it's racist. Let's be honest. It's racist against the Jews. Um, in fact, they say it very displeased that someone had come to seek the benefit of the Israelites. That's chapter uh, two. Um, chapter two, the end of it uh, tells you who the makeup of those people are. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, chapter four, it's genocidal language is used. Uh, all of them conspired together to move with armed forces against Jerusalem to create a disturbance in it to come in among them and kill them. That is chapter four. Um, so that's what Nehemiah and, and his Jewish brethren are dealing with from the Gentiles who are immediately around them. Okay, so that's a, that's a prophetic reality. That's a reality now um, in terms of helping the Jewish people. And what are we as Christians who are Gentiles going to do about that? Um, but then there's the spiritual warfare angle. So let's look at... Um, Chapter 6, and as the news in Afghanistan comes pouring in today about uh, suicide attacks and, and dead civilians and um, soldiers and things uh, at the gates of the airport, it's really striking to read this type of thing in the Old Testament, 2,500 years plus years old, This, these words are. All right, now listen to this in a spiritual context. When Shanballat, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had rebuilt the wall and had no breach remained in it, even though up to that time I had not positioned the doors in the gates, Shanballat and Geshem sent word to me saying, Come on, let's set up a time to meet together at Carifium in the plain of Ono. Now they intended to do me harm. So I sent messengers to them. First of all, that's the temptation, right? That's that's a picture of uh, satanic enemy temptation. When the enemy comes to us, sees what we're doing, see that we've been successful in what God has purposed, in what God has called us to, and equipped us to do, and we're doing it, he sends his agents trying to get you literally off the wall, off track, uh, away from your mission, saying, come on, let's set up a time to meet together. It's a temptation. He, he, he's being tempted, and he sees right through it. He has discernment in this sense, okay? He sees right through their lies, their temptation. It's an enemy plot. It's a trick. They, he said, I knew they intended to do me harm. So verse 3, so I sent messengers to them saying, I am engaged in an important work. And I am unable to come down. Why should the work come to a halt when I have, to, when I leave it to come down to you? Why should the work come to a halt when I leave it to come down to you? They contacted me four times in this way, and I responded the same way each time. Wow. Okay. This these are repeated uh, attempts to wear you down, wear him down, Nehemiah, with the same attack over and over and over, the same lies, uh, the same tricks, the same temptation. Uh, is this ringing a bell to you yet? 
Um, and what does he do? He's casting down strongholds. Okay, he's he's fighting with the sword of the spirit. He is he is victorious against these temptations because we're not ignorant of the devil's devices, right, or of his schemes. And this is what it, very important to me. I don't know whether this is more uh, obvious now because of the things that I personally have been dealing with uh, the past couple of days and weeks. Um, but I, this speaks to me directly, you know, uh, in, in times of prayer where the Lord would speak to me and says, you have work to do and, you know, come against the enemy and, and cast down these spirits of whatever. Um, I'm engaged in important work. I am unable to come down. Why should the work come to a halt when I leave it to come down to you? That's what the enemy wants. That's the goal of temptation. That's the goal of getting you to sin. That's the goal of distracting you with fleshly things, with fleshly warfare, for example, for with nationalism, with uh, with anything that distracts from the gospel and the uh, the calling that he's put on your life. Any of that. The goal of it is to get you off that work. They contacted me four times about this. I replied the same way each time. No matter how many times the devil comes back, and the and the temptation or the accusation or the the sounds good but it's not what God wants uh, comes to you again and again. You must resist it each time. The fifth time that Sanballat sent his assistant to me in this way, he had an open letter in his hand, written in it with the following words, and this is full of slander. So now we've come to the slandering part. Among the nations, it is rumored that you and the Jews have intentions of revolting. And for this reason, you are building the wall. Furthermore, according to these rumors, you are to become their king. So he's appealing to all kinds of sl slander and lies and, and false accusations and, and even appealing to pride there. All that stuff. You have established, you have also established prophets to announce in Jerusalem on your behalf. We have a king in Judah. And none of this actually happened. The king is going to hear about these rumors. So come on, let's talk about this. He meaning the king, the real king back uh, over in Persia. Okay. The one who is actually in control. They're part of the empire of Persia still. Um, then I sent word back to him. We are not engaged in these activities you're describing. All of this is a figment of your imagination, casting down imaginations. Amen. Verse nine, all of them were wanting to scare us. This is intimidation. This is, this is Satan and the demonic realm, the evil spirit's purpose in attacking Christians at all. And frankly, the Jewish people uh, in the flesh. And that when you have, you know, satanic armies of humans coming against God's people, this is the same goal, which is intimidation first. All of them were wanting to scare us, supposing their hands would grow slack from the work so it won't get done. So this is what they're saying. If we intimidate them enough, they're going to eventually quit. So, uh, Nehemiah says, so now strengthen my hands. So he knows the goal of this is to wear them out so they'll get, grow weak and stop working and stop completing this project that God has for them. So his prayer is simply, his prayer isn't even to get rid of the enemies, it's strengthen my hands. Strengthen my hand so I can finish what you gave me. Now, here's an interesting 
little bit. Then I went to the house of Shemaiah, son of Dalia, the son of Mehephedbel. He was confined to his home. He said, let's set up a time to meet the house of God within the temple. Let's close the doors of the temple, for they are coming to kill you. It will surely be at night when they will come to kill you. This is a false prophet. Okay, so after the agents of the enemy are unsuccessful, false prophets will be sent to lure you away and to give you false words and false advice. Friends, the church is full of false prophets right now. And many of us have fallen for their tricks and believe their lies and are not willing to admit that we were wrong. They were wrong for saying it. You were wrong for believing it and spreading it. We have to repent, friends. And you know of what I speak. Verse 11, but I replied, should a man like me run away? Would someone like me flee to the temple in order to save his life? I will not go. I recognize the fact that God had not sent him the false prophet. He's saying, God sent me up for this. He, he, he's been on my journey this whole time. He set me up. He's made sure it all worked. He got me the uh, permission from the king of Persia. He got me all the way here. He got us safe and sound. He got us building. He got us successful. Every, there's no in need. The people are coming together. Why would I need to run for my life? God's protecting me. He's in this. I'm just doing what he told me. I'm good. I will not go. I recognize the fact that God had not sent him, for he had spoken the prophecy against me as a hired agent of Tobiah and Shanballat. So this is, again, a false prophet who is a hireling, not a true pastor or shepherd, you could say, in the New Testament parlance. Oh, but that he is a hired hand. He was hired, kind of reminds you of the book of Numbers. Uh, remember where there was the enemies of Israel tried to hire a false prophet or try to hire a prophet to prophesy against Israel? Balaam, right? But he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it. He even tried, wouldn't, couldn't, wouldn't work. Um, so this is a, a, a giveaway of a false prophet. He's been hired. He'd been, trust me, I can tell you, uh, teaching the things that I do and we do uh, through it, anti-church, Wings of the Eagle, Iron Faith Fellowship, etc. What we say does not pay the bills. It doesn't, okay? It's the opposite. We could get a lot more people giving if we said better stuff, if we said easier things, if all we said was blessings and promotions and everyone's great all the time and God is totally awesome with you and, and me and it's all good and roses and he's going to come back in a rapture any moment. We're all fine. That's not the truth. So that's why we're not popular or rich. Anyways, uh, here's the point. Verse 13. He had been hired to scare me so that I would do this and thereby sin. Sin. They would thus bring reproach on me and I would be discredited. This totally reminds me of Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 9. Um, that afterwards, Lord, keep me, uh, let the gospel be true, so that afterwards I would not be disqualified. 
help my uh, discipline my body, make it my slave. Right? To sin, to scare you into sinning, and in that sin would bring reproach on you and you would be discredited. Um, then no one would believe that God spoke to you or used you at all, and therefore he will, his name will suffer. His reputation, God, Jesus' reputation, suffers because of your behavior. Your behavior. Our behavior. Our sins, our lies, our shortcomings. Yes, but if we don't take it to him, if we, if we use it in his name, forget it. Forget it. Don't be scared uh, into sin. People say I'm I have a I, I gave in to fear because I I got the COVID vaccine, which I did by the way. Two times well not two times, the two shots. Uh, I don't care who knows. I don't care what you think. It was right for me and my family and my church. And I, it's not scared into it. I think it was right. Uh, I'm not I'm, I don't wear a mask outside because I'm afraid. I do it so someone else doesn't get sick. That's not discrediting, that's building credibility in the eyes of God. And man, if someone's willing to look at it uh, on biased, verse 14 to finish, remember, oh my God, Tobiah and Sanballat in light of these actions of theirs, also Noadiah and the prophet, the prophetess and the other prophets who have been trying to scare me. So it wasn't just this one that he... Uh, just wrote about uh, the false prophet came against him. It's a whole slew, uh, including women, um, who came to stop the work. That's the whole point of this uh, chapter. Uh, and then, of course, here's the the end of the chapter. So the wall was completed. The point is, he overcame. He overcame. The warfare was successful for him. Right. The attacks against him were totally blunted, turned back, defeated. The work of God was done. The wall was completed. And as we say, you know, if we're supposed to be watchmen on the wall, well, this is the, this is a type for us. Nehemiah is a, a type. Um, was completed on the 25th day of Elul in just 52 days. So less than two months it took him to go from ruins to a legitimate wall around Jerusalem, the temple area, all that stuff. When our enemies heard... And all the nations who were around us saw this. They were greatly disheartened. They knew that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Booyah. Okay, that's the point. God wants to be glorified in us through our submitted, broken bodies, in our actions, if we're willing to do what he says, and um, bring some souls along for the ride. Okay, that's that's an awesome lesson, I think, um, of prophetic war preparation uh, from the book of Nehemiah. Um, we have the temptation. We have the immediate casting down of that, uh, the lies and the strongholds that would come into our minds. Even though it comes back four times, as it says, uh, he always answered it. And then the fifth time it came back with some extra slander. Ignore it. Just say, nah, none of that's true. Go, go run on home. I'm going to proceed Thank you very much. And realize that, yes, your hands need to be strengthened. God, strengthen our hands. Because if I keep enduring all these attacks and stuff, eventually I may run out of energy and I don't want to fail in my job that you've given me. 
Uh, so strengthen my hands. And he did. God did that. He was faithful um, to get the job done. All right. Even that, even, even though, even after all that and the regular stuff doesn't work and we're at the point, finally, where years and years of, of temptation are, are working for the enemy. Now they don't anymore. Now all you got is new ways to try to lie and scare uh, through, you know, profits and through people who are hired and money. And, uh, and that's not going to work either if we're uh, really on task, if we're on focus on Jesus and serving him, then none of that is going to matter. Okay. And also just as a, as a, as a nugget here to close out for uh, the Elul 25, it says is the wall was completed. Elul 20, the month called Elul, E-L-U-L, um, on the 29th of Elul is a very, very bad, infamous day in Jewish history. Um, and maybe prophetically, okay? This is like 9-11 is tied into this and stock market crashes and all this stuff. If you know Jonathan Kahn's work, um, he does a lot about Elul 29. So this wall was finished four days before that infamous date. I don't know what that means um, but I uh, necessarily, but I did look it, look it up. And uh, Elul 29 this year is September the 6th. September the 6th. Um that's it. Okay. And then, of course, I turn on my news and we've got this uh, ISIS is reborn in Afghanistan this morning. And um, who knows what's going to come of this? And this is, by the way, this ISIS is called um, ISIS K. You might see the news say it. It's Khorasan. Khorasan is what the Muslims call Afghanistan. The region of Khorasan is prophetically important to them because they are told once that armies come from Khorasan, the Mahdi will rise and lead them. So there's that. Okay, if there's any questions or comments uh, out in YouTube or Facebook land, I will do that now. And if you're on, again, if you're on podcasting side with um, audio only, I'm sorry for, you can't participate in this, but... Um, Share this anyway, okay? Peace Pie? Is that the name? Sorry. Uh, in the end times, every they say, in the end times, everyone will be into sorcery rather than the power of the Lord, who is the great physician. Well, no, we're not going to be going to that. You're talking about, again, medicines and vaccines. We know Jesus is the healer. We know God is the great physician. It doesn't say everyone will be into sorcery. There's a, a line in Revelation of pharmakia, um that has to do with drug use illegal drugs okay things to make yourself high to to get away from god in that way to to like an addiction to um substitute for god to run towards your problems you know run away from your problems with that that's the drug use the bible's talking about it's not talking about vaccines i hope that's not what you meant you didn't say so so i'll give you the benefit of the doubt but for someone who might think that Look, uh, there's a lot of terrible diseases like polio and and um, just a whole bunch of stuff that you probably got shots for that you don't remember. It has nothing to do with your faith. Zero. Um, so, apologize. <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. For First of all, from the... There's a comment on YouTube from a person who won't give a, a real name. Uh, the name is called Google Funded Wuhan. 
So that's a super conspiracy there. And let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one, Luke 22, 36. Yeah, I know the scripture. He's not telling you to go buy a gun. There is no physical warfare needed in the end times from a believer, period, the end. In fact, he who lives by the sword will die by the sword. That's not what you want, is it? Uh, black flags, of course, on. That's right, Taryn. Uh, making a comment about uh, the Corson uh, brigades that are supposed to come from that region of the world. Yeah, Daisy, right. Uh, that's what I've, that's what I'm referring to. There were two, there were at least two suicide bombs at the uh, uh, Kabul airport, uh, one at the main gate, which is why this, the scripture that we just read about finishing and being at the gates and stuff uh, are, is telling. Uh, one right at the gate where they're putting Americans through and Afghans through, uh, and then another one at a hotel where they were housing civilians. So nice job. Thanks a lot. ISIS Corson. Uh, Christian, awesome buddy. Christian says, what do you think the genesis of the overwhelming scourge is? Well, you're talking about, I guess, Daniel chapter 9. Um, all right, you're blocked, Google Wuhan. Um this is obviously a different topic. Uh, help, help, help me out here. Get, give me a launching pad. Um, when the overwhelming scourge passes through, like that scripture. I mean, that's just seems like an invasion talk. I know Christian has been uh, posting th some things, interesting stuff about uh, the the incidents and language from. Mr. Erdogan in Turkey and so forth. Um, you you all know, hopefully you know, by now, maybe you don't, but um, what I teach about that whole scenario is that, yes, Erdo Erdogan is a bad dude. He is a type, uh, a forerunner, a forerunner of the Antichrist, but he is not the one. Um, not the least of reasons is the events that produce the Antichrist have not occurred. Um he, he doesn't just the, the testimony of especially the book of Daniel, but also the gospels and, and others, other prophets is clear in that. I'm sorry. I don't want to use that. Um, the testimony is there is a process by which the antichrist arrives and the deal to build the third temple is reached. Um, and it's a very, it's a very detailed process <laughs> that is given and it mostly involves um bringing together the disparate warring factions right now in what we would call the middle east in other words um you need a scenario and a situation where turkey is not only at peace with iran iraq syria etc let's keep those in mind especially because that's the images that we're given to look for when they come together they so they're not just getting along they're actually one big country call it a caliphate uh with one leader or at least uh, one representative to represent all 
of these kings, and they were under they're under being 10, 10 kings. Um, but that's the uh, there's a process to get there. It's not that you, there is no scenario where Mr. Erdogan just all of a sudden. Uh, there was a call with the Pope uh, several months ago um, that he says, yeah, we need to have a multi-religious situation in Jerusalem and on the Temple Mount so we could all be respectful. Yeah, okay. He's he's not willing to do that. You know, but uh, to, to put it out there as the goal, sure, but he won't. The point is he's not in a position to demand or say any such thing because he even said it in his comments, and of course he would like to be the one to represent the Muslims, but he was saying, I'm addressing the Pope as the leader of the Christians. There needs to be a leader of the Muslims in return, which means the the caliph, okay? The Khalifa needs to exist. Multinational, uh, multi-kings led by one representative, that has to exist before any type of peace talks can occur with Israel multinational the and what what nations would make up that multinational confederacy has to has to include iran turkey iraq and syria they can't agree on anything right now they're hardly even countries iraq and syria they're not really um and they certainly don't have one leader <laughs> very very different leadership in iraq kurdistan turkey uh, southern uh syria northern syria Iran with the mullahs, all very, very different. They are not united. They are not together. It's going to take a big war to get them all together. That's Daniel 8. And then the follow-on, you know, things that occur to get them together. Then, then we can talk about it. Because even at that point, we still need a new building to go up. What's there won't, it doesn't count. Uh, next door to it, I believe, yes. But still, the Dome of the Rock is not, it doesn't fulfill anything. Okay, um, first time here, rock me. That's not how it works, Karen. Uh, this is not your. This is not a consumer uh, pleasure palace. Okay, you you take the word of God. You rewind it if you have to. You take what you can, spit out the rest, and that's it. And you were brother and sister in Christ. That's all that matters. Come on, uh, Brian says the six days equals 6,000 year timeline then the millennium okay that's that's a supposition it's a theory um if in daniel prophecies for jesus arrival in jerusalem were to ex to the exact day meaning daniel chapter 9 the first coming of jesus after 69 weeks he would be crucified right to the exact and i believe it is it was to the exact pretty much the day uh or the exact day do you expect these thousand years periods to be exact as well see problem with that brian is um there is no prophecy that says that it might be true to say there's a six thousand year period from the creation of adam basically right until the second coming of Jesus and the millennial kingdom as the seventh Sabbath day. No, that makes sense. Okay. It's logical. It's kind of scriptural, but there is no verse that you can point to and say, this will happen. There's nowhere that God says after 6,000 years, I will start the seventh out the millennium. So again, it's not to say it's not true, but Daniel was given a very, very specific timeline yes exactly when you see this 
That's it. After this many years, but there is no corresponding timeline. So anyway, uh, we are going to wrap it up here. I love you all so much. Until next time, this is Pastor Christopher Manti for Unsealed. Be ready. He is coming, but it will be tough first. To hear previous episodes, to obtain resources, and to support this ministry, visit unsealedpodcast.com. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved.